experiences are what define us. Everything in your life can teach you. We call these our defining moments. Now, join Debbie Montgomery Johnson and her featured guest as they help you stop hiding things in your life and instead learn to embrace them and stand proud. It's Defining Moments, and it begins now. Here is your host, Debbie Montgomery Johnson. Hello, everybody. This is Debbie Montgomery Johnson, your host of Defining Moments, and I am so excited to be here because it means we got through Hurricane Irma last week, and we got through successfully, and I'm glad that most of my friends, if not all, have their electric back, and we're getting back to normal uh, just to watch some more activity out in the ocean. So we're praying that that stuff will go out to sea and not hit anybody, but if it does, then we will have some more defining moments to talk about. Well, I'm so excited today to have a friend of mine, a guest that is appearing online from Ecuador. Her name is Sprite Loriano. Sprite and I have known each other for just a short time, but we've had an amazing experience together out in California, and we're going to be talking about that and about change and about change makers. Uh, Sprite is an entrepreneur extraordinaire. She's a woman of the world, and it's just an exciting woman. She's got some great things going on in her life. Uh, she's a, um, a woman of the world is all I can say, that she's done humanitarian service and speaking opportunities and engagements in the United States, in Canada, Africa, the UK, Ecuador, all over the world, and she's just starting her her great uh, Next Edge is what we're calling it. I think we were calling it Changemaker. She's calling it the Next Edge, and we're going to be talking about that soon. So please welcome my friend from Ecuador, Sprite Loriano. Are you there? I am. Hi, Debbie. Good to be here with you. Thanks, dear. I'm so happy to have you here. You're our very first international guest, and this is really extraordinary that technology gives us the opportunity to talk, and I feel like you're right next door. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, just short, briefly, uh, Sprite, it's, I know that you grew up in Milwaukee and that you are the youngest of six. Your mom was a single mom. And uh, you have down here that she became your professional and philanthropic muse. Can you just kind of explain a little bit of that and about your mom? I, I love talking about moms. And uh, I'd love to hear about yours. Hmm. Oh, thank you. I didn't know I was going to get to talk about my mommy today. Um <laughs> I, yeah, my mom is an extraordinary woman. She was the, she was an RN, um, and back in the 70s, she became, without a college degree, a nursing home administrator, and then became um, known as the troubleshooter back in, uh, you know, when nursing homes were really, really bad back then, and cleaning up homes, and um, and she became the first woman on the governor's examining board for patient advocacy in the state of Wisconsin. That was back in 1971. So um, my mom, uh, you know, always inspired me um, because she, you know, she knew she had a vocation. She knew she had a calling to make a difference, and that difference was for geriatrics and um she also uh, inspired me because she, uh, you know, we always talked about how um, spirit was really influential in our lives. And um, she always said to me, you can do anything and um, 
And I think that, that was, that's an important thing for people to know, that they can do anything. Um, so I was really grateful that I had that. But she you know, was also a Red Cross nurse, and she used to have me um, volunteering my time in the nursing homes early, you know, like when I was 10 years old and helping with the ice cream socials and stuff like that. So, um, so I had a really good start as far as recognizing that um, being of service is an important piece in life and, um, and, you know, that's carried with me throughout my whole life. Absolutely. Your mom sounds like my mom and one that, you know, had me starting off working at a hospital as a candy striper, you know, in early teenage years. And and my mom always took meals to the elderly in our our little town of Woodstock, Vermont. And I think that's where I gained my acts of service, you know, my my love for serving others, especially our our elderly. Um, And by your mom being a single mom, she was obviously out working. And so that gave you an idea of what it was to be a working woman at a young age. And I know that you, uh, by age 31, that you became a, an award-winning entrepreneur. Can you kind of tell us what you were doing back then and how you did it? Because a lot of my friends are, are working, working women and trying to figure out how to make their lives good uh, and have a balance. Well, I don't, um, I won't say that I had that down. <laughs> I, mean, okay. I hope I still have that down. Um, I've definitely gotten better at it, but I certainly didn't back then. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I started out as an entrepreneur, you know, young, um, at 23 or 24, something like that. And um, I started a publishing company uh, around the age of 25. And in the first year of the publishing company, I was awarded Small Press Publisher of the Year. Um, at the American Booksellers Association, and and that was for you know creating a um, a niche uh, series publication on home appliance repair. I mean, like who would have thought? How great was that, <laughs> uh, though? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was a niche. Um, so uh, did that and. Um, and really, you know, became a serial entrepreneur, uh, ended up getting into closeouts, liquidations, and, and, and brokering, um, you know, very, very young and had a very successful, you know, financially successful business um, by the time I was 30. And, uh, and then I had my first defining moment. Woo! Whoa. <laughs> and would you like to tell us about that? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, because it was actually the most amazing and important thing that ever happened to me and the most uh, humbling for sure. Uh, so, you know, within a year of this really successful financial um company, I lost everything and um, which I won't go into the whole long, horrible story, but basically uh, lost, you know, I went through a divorce that year. I lost my company, you know, went from uh, living in a beautiful place by the ocean to, you know, basically living on a couch for a while. And, um, and 
went through an, a, a time where it was like, what am I going to do next? How am I going to, how am I going to move forward? I mean, I literally, I had, I still had all of the tools to pick up the phone and make contacts and make sales and move forward, but nothing would work. Um, it was like, I couldn't make a deal to save my life. And so there was, there was something else that was going on. And I started meditating more often because I wasn't working and I couldn't figure out what to do. So I started meditating. And I remember in meditation one day, I heard a voice and that voice said to me really loudly, what did you always want to do that you didn't do because of your ego? It's that, that question shocked me so greatly. And what flew out of my mouth was waitressing. <laughs> and I like remember covering my mouth because it was like this force that was coming out of me. And I'm like, no, I can't go from this huge success to becoming a waitress. And, um, you know, that's just humiliating. And so I fought that urge for about three months and I finally gave into it. And, you know, I remember having to lie on an application to get a waitressing job because there's no way I could, you know, <laughs> fill out an application with everything that I had done and whatever and, um, and, and gotten a job. So I remember like dumbing myself down and all of that to get a waitressing job. And um, it was the most amazing thing that ever happened to me. I really then understood on a greater level my purpose of service. And um, and I waitressed for two years. I loved it. It was amazing. Well, I'm thinking today that we don't really call waitresses waitresses anymore. They actually are servers, which mm-hmm. makes sense that you're providing service to the people that you're feeding. And and they're entrepreneurs of their own. And I can see you doing that. You have such a great smile and a, and a uh, personality about you that I'm sure you were extraordinarily successful as that server and that, and that waitress. I was an amazing waitress. I was I was like your perfect waitress. I was. I was the one that, you know, anticipated everything that you needed before you needed it, you know. <laughs> um, but it was it was it was such an important time of my life, Debbie, because being the career driven, money driven person early in my life, it gave me the time to um, you know, I worked four hours a day, and so it gave me that time to sit back and say, well, who else am I? What else am I? And I started painting. I never knew that I was an artist. I'm an incredible artist, and I know that today. I would have never known that. Um, I, I took up acting classes. I started um, a massage business. I discovered that I had a very powerful healing gift. I dove into my spiritual development, my personal development. Um, I took every class and every workshop from, you know, primal scream to rebirthing to Reiki to, and I finally ended up getting certified in a healing modality that led me into this journey um, for the next seven years of, of my life where I was able to help and work you know, um, just many women in the Los Angeles area 
around that. So all of that stemmed from losing everything and becoming a waitress. Well, and some of our greatest failures, as the world would call them, become our greatest successes. And if you were to go back, somebody asked me this once, if you were to go back in time, would you have changed anything that happened back then? Uh, I have thought about that. Um, I would have, um, I wouldn't have changed, uh, yeah, there are some things I would have changed. Um, And I think it's more about the person that I was um, that I would have changed. I, I was out of integrity, you know, and I think that Um, I think it's an important thing to get real about, and you and I both know I love talking about getting real, and so do you, Um, and especially as leaders, it's really important for us to be transparent, and and I was definitely out of integrity in my life. I was out of integrity around money. Um, I was out of integrity uh, around how I treated people. I, re- I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna be like, whoa, really? Is this you? But I had a boyfriend back then who said to me, um, he said, you know, Sprite, you actually, when you used to go out and go to restaurants and stuff, you used to be rude to waitresses. <gasps> and I was like, really? Like, that was me, you know, because I was like, I was caught up in, was caught up in my ego. I was caught up in the money. I was caught up in, you know, I mean, part of that might just be going through your twenties. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, looking back, I see places where I was um, out of integrity, and I wasn't, um, uh, I wasn't the person that I know in my heart that I am, um, because I was chasing an image. Which is interesting because those things that happen, they needed to have happened to make you Mm -hmm. into the person you are today. And that me too. I remember the first job I had in Colorado as a paralegal. I'd gone into the guys and said, we need more help. So what do they do? They fire me and hire two more people. And I'm thinking, that's not the kind of help that I I really wanted. But... (laughs) that put me in a different direction personally and it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me and I looked at it that way once I packed up my bags and went home you know I I I learned from that so much and never retaliated just kind of figured well there's something better for me to do and that happened to you too something better came out of that what the world again would say that was a tragedy that was too bad that's you know what a shame that she lost all that stuff but as we all learn, stuff isn't important, especially as I've gotten older. I'm trying to get rid of stuff to kind of liberate my soul and my spirit. And and you too, you know? You- yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll share something with your listeners um, that was really important to me back then. It's such a powerful lesson is that I had, um, you know, when, when I lost everything, you know, I, I had a company and part of, part of that, Spiral was um, a company that we were working with uh, went bankrupt and then that created a spiral with me. But I was I was also not um, powerfully taking care of the things I needed to take care of, uh, and that that would have you know potentially solved that problem. But I had somebody who you know that when I filed bankruptcy for my company back then, um, and I had called one of my greatest you know, suppliers, 
And and he said to me, and I was just so devastated. You know, I was just devastated, obviously, and humiliated and embarrassed and and all of that. And he said, you know what? He said, Sprite, you, you haven't taken any money off of my table. And the most important thing that you need to do is you need to forgive yourself and you need to find what you're really here to do. Because when you find what you're really here to do, you're, you're going to soar and you're going to serve so many more people. Hey, Sprite. Go ahead. That's a, that's a perfect segue into our next, our next segment. We're going to have to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the forgiveness, self-forgiveness and forgiveness of others as you used it in your life and I've used it in my life. So mm-hmm. audience, please go get a drink of water and come right back, get refreshed because we're going to dive into defining moments and how forgiveness is a huge part of that. So again, thanks for being here, Sprite, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Today, we are part of an ever-changing mix of technological advances and business trends that redefine how we work, ongoing performance, and our world around us. Tune in to Humanity Evolve with host Catherine Calarco. It's an open discussion about these trends and advances that come together to create a positive future for you, your family, and your world. Humanity Evolve can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is the Voice America Women's Channel, where your success is limitless. Listening to Defining Moments with Debbie Montgomery Johnson. To reach the show today, please call in to 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or send an email to Debbie at the woman behind the smile.com. That's D E B B Y at the woman behind the smile.com. Now, back to Defining Moments. 
Welcome back, everybody, and my guest is Sprite Loriano, and Sprite is coming to us live from Ecuador. So if you hear the sound going in and out when she's speaking, it's because she's a long ways away from me in Florida and our guys out in Arizona. So we're just really happy to have Sprite here with us, and we were just talking about or going into a part of Sprite's life where she had to learn about forgiveness and really apply it. So could you kind of continue on with what you're talking about? Yeah, um, I had, you know, I was just talking about how when, you know, I was in my, I was 30 and I had uh, lost my company at the time and uh, really was my, that was, you know, going through my my dark night of the soul where I lost everything and was really discovering who I really was versus who I grew up to be, um, you know, based on, uh, you know, peers and influence from family and, and all of that and really discovering um, who I am from a spiritual perspective and what my purpose and my path um, is, what, I'm, what my potential is. And um, when I went through the bankruptcy, I had somebody you know, very close to me say, you know, you need to forgive yourself so that you can, you can move on. And um, and that was such an important thing for somebody, you know, who, who I, you know, I felt, gosh, you know, I really harmed this person um, because I had to file bankruptcy. And here this person was totally you know, forgiving me and saying, you need to forgive yourself um, because you've got, <laughs> you know, you've got stuff to do in this world. And, um, and yeah, and I think that uh, self-forgiveness is 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 key to being able to really live our full potential, um, to let go of the shackles of needing to be, you know, needing to be perfect, needing to do it right. And the, the truth is, as we know, that most successful people, and they say that most millionaires in the world have at least filed bankruptcy once and truthfully seven out of ten um, have filed bankruptcy 3.5 times which is wow that's extraordinary and I'm like okay whoa I'm way ahead of the game there but um, <laughs> but there is a there is a stigma I think of, or there is in our minds in, mm-hmm. in mine you know years and years ago my heard from my grandparents you never file bankruptcy you never 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 do those kinds of things you know be careful with your money don't talk about your money those things but as life has gone on and business has changed it's different sometimes you have to sometimes you have to let that go that that whatever's holding you back could be your company it could be personal um and the self-forgiveness is huge i've heard that with so many so many women that i work with now the hardest thing in their lives from scams or whatever has happened in their life is forgiving themselves because they think they were incompetent, stupid, you know, all those things that come in mind, those negative things that come in mind mm-hmm. and they hold you back. They just hold you back. Like you said, from, from finding your purpose. So I know it's not easy to self forgive, but apparently you were able to do so. And where did you fly to from there? Uh, well, I flew to, um, I, I ended up, you know, having, actually it was through diving into my own personal development, spiritual development that I was able to 
learned self-forgiveness. And through that, I found my next career, which was as an emotional trauma uh, therapist. And I did that for about six years, had a practice in Los Angeles and was able to, through my own self-forgiveness, then turn around and uh, be, you know, that person that helped so many others to do the same. And, uh, and you know, from, from there, uh, I was, I then, you know, met my second husband and um, moved to Oregon. We were living in California at the time, moved to Oregon and uh, became, you know, involved in the direct selling industry. And, you know, he and I, within a year and a half, became financially free and, um and all of a sudden, I felt myself, you know, I'd, I'd written a book and I was involved in um, some really incredible programs with people like Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield and other transformational leaders. And, but I was feeling unfulfilled. Um, and that was like back in 2005. It was right around the time that The Secret came out. And, um, and I had, you know, transitioned out of, my uh, my therapy business and um, and coaching with people and and I just was like there's something you know big missing there's still, like I still don't I don't have it yet <laughs> I haven't landed on it yet and I felt really unfulfilled and I watched the movie The Secret which I'm sure a lot of your listeners uh, have listened to and I remember I was halfway through Jack Canfield's story of when he went from eight thousand to 100,000 in one year. Do you remember that story? Absolutely. And uh, I turned it off. I turned the DVD off and I felt the spark of inspiration. And I wrote down on a on my journal, I'm going to create $30,000 in 30 days. And I don't know why And I wrote that. But it just, you know, it was like from not having felt a spark for a while, that was the spark. And I started meditating on that. And the next day I came to my meditation and my visualizing, what would it feel like to create 30,000 in 30 days? Okay. And then all of a sudden I heard a voice and the voice said, that's not a big enough game. <laughs> so I actually crossed it off and I wrote in my journal, 300,000 in 30 days. And I was like, "Ooh, that's ex- that. Woo, that's exciting, really scary." And so then I visualized that. And the next day, I came back to my meditation, and I heard that voice again, and it said, "That's not a big enough game for you." And now I was really scared, but I crossed it off, and I wrote three million in thirty-three days, just intuitively. And as soon as I saw three, 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 sitting on the paper. I knew from my spiritual studies that that is the number of ascended masters and angels. And I knew this wasn't about me. It was about something much bigger uh, than creating, you know, money for myself or whatever. And I saw images of children's faces was the next thing that happened. And I immediately knew it was about feeding 3 million children in 33 days. Wow. I'd never done anything like that before never you know raised money it, at that time in my life i was very devoted to um giving back and um and contributing of the great um you know abundance that i had been given through the work i was doing but uh yeah just decided okay well i need to listen 
I need to pay attention to what's being told to me here. And um, I started telling my story because I didn't know how to do this. So I just started calling women friends. And I said, this is what just happened to me. I'm supposed to feed 3 million children in 33 days and I don't know how. And they all just started saying, well, when you figure it out, we want to help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and within two weeks, I remember talking to my friend Tess Cacciatore, who had a nonprofit, and she said, well, let's use my nonprofit. And then I talked to another friend of mine, Robert Evans, who said, well, I know how to do it. We can build a viral marketing campaign. And, you know, this was before Facebook and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and he helped me and we built a viral marketing campaign and then I, I I met Jack Canfield at an event and I said Jack your story from the secret inspired me to feed three million children in 33 days do you want to help me and he said yes and you know and then all of a sudden by the time I knew it they had like all the teachers from the secret on board and everything else and we ended up feeding 1.2 million children in 33 days extraordinary extraordinary what a, what a great way to do it. And it came from a vision and it came from inspiration. And the neatest thing is that you actually listened to your, to your inspiration and then you acted on it. And yeah, and I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes you have to do that. You got to take the jump and, and leap into it. And it, it's kind of like when we were out in California last month and we're uh-huh. jumping off of a pole to, you know, an unknown trapeze. But uh-huh. sometimes you just got to do that. That's extraordinary. So you, now you're feeding the kids and your, your humanitarian self has kicked in. Um, you've done a lot since then. You are a worldwide, global humanitarian now and extraordinary. So you, you fed the kids and, and moved on. And, and then I, I see that you were an innovator of Inspire. What was Inspire all about? It's a great name. Uh, well, Inspire uh, really happened out of, um, I, uh, about 10 years ago, co-founded an organization that brought social entrepreneurs together and transformational leaders together to drive a huge amount of humanitarian aid. And um, in our first year, we we generated 1.5 million humanitarian aid, and I was the chief humanitarian officer. And so we decided to start bringing uh, people around the world to experience the people that they were affecting with this incredible giving and contribution. And, um, and I've been doing that ever since. So that's been my, my, my core business, passion, purpose, love, um, absolute clarity. And what I'm here to do is to, uh, especially with social entrepreneurs, which is my passion, is really about uh, helping uh, individuals that are that know they're here to make a difference in the world through um, the generation of, of business um, to uh, create, help create defining moments for them, help create, you know, um, opportunities for them to get outside their known world and circle um, to various places and especially international uh, countries, other countries and um, and you know give back, make a difference and um, discover more about who they are 
um, you know, in relation to the world. And well, what I lo- what I love about you though is you are hands on. You you don't do this from afar. You don't do it from an office. You're there, nitty yeah. gritty. You know, fingers on. To when we were together touching the wolves, um, it's amazing how you bring people from around the world together that would not have met each other in any other way, most likely. And yeah. the synergy and the love and just the extraordinary um, connections that are made from the things you're doing and the effect that's going to come from those, I think, is going to be mind-boggling. Um, just as I'm going to move a little bit into your into your water bearers. We have a couple of moments that maybe you can talk a little about water bearers because, again, helping folks on a huge level overseas. Um, now you've gone from the children to their moms. Is that right? Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you want me to talk about the water bearers? Is we have a couple of minutes we can talk about water bearers. Yeah, I'd like to just let people know about that because I had never heard about the water bearers um, and what your organization is doing around the world and um, basically how that ended up, how you ended up from there uh, in Ecuador. Okay, well, um, yeah, I've been involved in the delivery of clean water um, while supporting uh, fundraising for clean water and the delivery of clean water since 2008 now. And to see two years ago now, I uh, living living here in Ecuador, I met a woman who also had a passion for clean water, and we were swapping stories about being in Africa, and I actually lived in Africa for a year because of just my my passion for uh, my work there and um, and delivering clean water there. So we were talking about clean water, and all of a sudden we, and women, and we both just said the water bearers at the same time, and we just looked at each other like shocked, like, what is that about? And <laughs> we had never said that word before ever, and we just decided, we went, got the URL, and um and, you know, again, within a very short period of time, we knew that we were being called to bring women together who in the developing or the developed world, women who have access to clean water to help get it to those that don't. Um, and, you know, there's uh, just too many people around the world that do not have access at their fingertips to clean water. And it's just not okay when it's so easy to get clean water to people. So I've been using a system uh, for almost 10 years now. I've used it in, gosh, about 10 countries um, that cost $50 and it gets water to 100 people for 10 years. So there's just like no reason at all that anybody shouldn't have clean water. So, so at thewaterbearers.org, we have um, various campaigns. We've actually just launched a new campaign um, for Irma, uh, and um, I'm actually going to be putting that up in my my Facebook <laughs> page today. So hopefully, people will go check me out on Facebook and um, or go to thewaterbearers.org, and we can get you know clean water to all those people you know affected by Irma and and all over the world. Well, that's that's really interesting because obviously I'm living in Florida where we were affected by Irma and it's really, um, I don't get frightened by those things because I usually prepare well, but to walk into a grocery store and the water section of the store is completely bare. Yeah. It, it just brings up this 
fright inside of you going, oh my gosh, you know, scarcity. And we, we take it for granted. We take water for granted. And uh, and then when people would take, you know, three, four, five, six big packages of it, and then there's something going, well, I don't have any, that, you know, water bearers would have been an amazing thing here about a week ago. And, and now the folks that are down south that are without water, without power in the Keys and in the islands, I mean, it is extraordinary um, how we need water for everything. And I, I just applaud you for what you've done there. It's just extraordinary. So um, from that, it was a nice segue into our next, uh, we're going to have to take a short break again, but our next section is where do we go now? What's the next edge and how can we be change makers? How can we take our defining moments together and become change makers on a global level? And Sprite is our expert on that. So stay with us, everybody, and come, you know, get your drink of water and be appreciative of that. And, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Religion and faith are many different things to many different people. Once you have the basic foundations of religious faith, the rest is up to you. Listen for Everyday Spirituality with host and life coach Kimberly Tobin. We can look past the restraints of religion where it is thought that one belief is the gold standard and everything else is wrong. Spirituality can be found in everything and we can peacefully exist with different paths to belief. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Women. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America Women, your passion starts here. listening to Defining Moments with Debbie Montgomery Johnson. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to Debbie at thewomanbehindthesmile.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y at thewomanbehindthesmile.com. Now, back to Defining Moments. Thank you for being with us today and with my guest, Sprite Loriano, a great friend who's coming to us from Ecuador. And Sprite, I'm just speechless, you know, uh, with the many things that you've done to inspire men and women around the world and the the global impact that you're having bringing people, like-minded people, I think more like-hearted people together for some extraordinary adventures. And I was... Very honored to be part of the Change Makers uh, out in San Diego about a month ago, and I want to talk about the Change Makers and who's involved and how people can get involved because it changed my life in an extraordinary way. And I want to thank you publicly for for inviting me to be part of that group. So, 
can explain a little bit about change makers and how people can get involved because it will change their life. Thank you, Debbie. Well, I'm super excited that you're a part of our project. And um, the Changemaker Project is a year-long project, and it's actually um, the culmination of a dream and a, a vision that started about 10 years ago. Because, as I said, I've always been, um, for almost the last decade, I've been taking social entrepreneurs around the world to experience their own deepening um, as leaders, their own personal transformation, uh, and as well as uh, giving them opportunities to be engaged in hands-on contribution and networking and and speaking um, and you know sharing their gift, their passion, and their their message. So I've been bringing all of that together um, through these through these journeys and. Um, but I've always had the dream of it being a TV show uh, because I believe that especially, you know, mass media, uh, it, it touches mi- millions and millions of lives. And yet, you know, I look on Netflix and I'm like, oh, really? Like, there's just nothing to watch <laughs> that is, um, you know, from a TV, from a, a series standpoint, like there's nothing to watch that is really empowering and really inspiring and really up-leveling people's consciousness. And um, and that's what I really care about because, you know, our tagline for Changemaker is change yourself, transform our world. And so I believe it's really important that, um, you know, it's kind of the difference between what we're doing in activism where activism is really focused on changing what's happening out there. But, you know, uh, we're still running around blaming people, judging people, judging ourselves, um, and and how important it is this time on the planet to be looking at how we are able to first come from a place of love and self-forgiveness and compassion and empowerment, and when we look to change the world from that place now we're really creating a powerful shift so that's really what we're doing with changemaker we're taking 100 social entrepreneurs from around the world we're traveling uh, with them to five different locations around the world filming them finding their next edge as leaders whatever that is you know sometimes as leaders we know what our next edge is like we we know oh you know I really, <laughs> I'm terrified of public speaking. And if I want to get my message out, I got to figure out how to get over that, right? I mean, that might be somebody's next edge. Um, somebody else's next edge might be, you know, going from a million dollar company to a $50 million company so that they can affect, you know, hundreds of millions of people. Like that might be their next edge. So whatever that is, we're bringing people of all, uh, you know, social entrepreneurs of all different levels, whether they're just starting out as a change maker, they know they have um, something important to do that's supporting the shift uh, on this planet, or those that are already super successful million dollar companies and um, speakers and New York Times best selling authors, and all coming together to be a part of this uh, incredible project 
where we're traveling together, networking, masterminding together, finding our own edge together, and we're being filmed to be part of a TV series that's going to come out next year. Well, and the film crew with Mickey Willis was absolutely extraordinary. They they became part of our family for that week I was in San Diego, and um, it was an extraordinary experience. Now, you also have, you have four more uh, adventures this coming year, and for people to find out about it, can they go to the changemakersseries.com? Is that the best website for them to look into this? Mm-hmm. Yep, www.changemakerseries.com is the best place to go. Uh, this is an invitation-only opportunity. There is a interview that's required and um, to be a part of the project. You know, we're really looking for leaders who are walking their talk. We're looking for leaders, and what I mean by that that we're looking for change makers who are willing to show up authentically. Um, and, you know, you and I <laughs> talk about this, Debbie, um, and it's one of the things I love about you and why I asked you to come and be a part of Changemaker is because of your story um, and your willingness to be vulnerable, your willingness to, um, to, to share, uh, you know, your story. And I'm sure your listeners know uh, your story how powerful it is. So um, we're looking for those types of change makers who uh, aren't afraid, or you might be afraid, but it's fine, be afraid. <laughs> well, but we, we were all afraid. Uh, yeah. But when you have other people around you um, in their vulnerable moments, you're not afraid because you have someone to hold their hand, you know, someone to hold your hand. And I mean, I think of Peggy when she was climbing up the pole at the, at the, um, Oh, I just lost the name of the the outdoor course that we went to. Um, everybody was cheering. I mean, everybody was cheering everybody on. And and I remember standing at, like you too, standing on top of a 25, 30-foot pole, not holding on to anything and just looking out at the world. And I'm thinking, the only time I got scared was when I looked down. And I'm thinking, don't look down. Just keep looking up. And that's true about everything is don't get caught in the, in the crap of the day. Don't look down. Look up and find that inspiration to, to drag someone with you as you're going up. But yeah, powerful experiences. And it's, you know, one of the things that um, I am going to toot my own horn here for a second, because I've learned how to do that. And it's important that all of us learn how to do that. What I do really, really well is to create um, experiences that are um, unusual and um, experiences that will support an individual to find their next edge and, um, you know, in a unique kind of combination way. And um, in all of our, all of our experiences, um, whether it's, you know, the one that you went to is the only domestic one that we're doing. All the other ones are international and, um, and the international experiences are incredible because we utilize the backdrop of indigenous cultures and learning from, you know, wisdom elders and um, the opportunity of, of discovering ourselves through the eyes of their cultures and um, recognizing what we think are differences and truly are similarities and um, how important and powerful that is as a global community. And... Um, and so it's, it's super exciting, but I, I just have to say that, you know, you just mentioned the pole, like in San Diego, one of the things we did was we went to a high ropes course 
And um, and I had done it before. I'd done it the year before. But I got up on that pole and I was shaking like crazy. And I couldn't stop the pole from swaying. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? I just, yeah, I know how to do this. I did this before. And yet I it wasn't working. And everyone below me was like, Sprite, breathe. Breathe, focus on the pole, focus on the bar in front of you. And it was powerful because it was like all of a sudden, I just, as soon as I focused completely on that pole in front of me, and I didn't think of anything else, I didn't think about my shaky legs. And they stopped shaking. <laughs> you were really moving. That pole was moving <laughs> when you were on top of it. It was such a great reminder of, of, of focus and, and how easy it is to get distracted by the chaos and the shakiness. I think it's an important thing right now. We're looking at the world. There's a lot of chaos out there, a lot of shakiness. Uh, sorry, it's probably not going to get you know quieter, people. Um, this is the time of great shift on the planet and transformation. So the importance right now is to be able to find our source of stillness, power amidst the shakiness and the chaos and um, to take that leap. So that, I'm is, that for, is so true. Where, where, are you going, where are you going next? We're going to Ecuador next. Uh, we'll be in three of the four wonders of Ecuador for 10 days um, in November. So I do have a few change maker spots open still. Um, so definitely would say any if this inspires anybody out there listening to uh, you're ready for your next edge, ready to be supported in an incredible community of change makers from around the world for a year. Um, and get your message, your business, your passion, and your purpose global, because that's what we're designing this to do, then please um, come to the website. Well, and it was, I have to say it was one of the, the most extraordinary experiences I've had, and I've, I've done a lot in my life, but nothing like this where we, we, we brought a group of people that were typically unknown to each other, and I did know of a couple of girls, uh, but we came together and we left as heartfelt friends and we're going to work together globally. I've got uh, friends in England now and Spain and France, all over the United States, you down in Ecuador. Uh, just an extraordinary opportunity to get away from our computers, get away from our businesses, get out and see the world, do something. We raised money for, for the Wolf Connection, which was an unbelievable group of young men that are, well, it's an, an organization out in California near, to, near L.A., uh, Again, look that one up. It was called the Wolf Connection, and we 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 slept with the wolves that night to sleep out in under the stars. And here, wolves—I mean, they were penned, or, or they had their own habitats. Uh, but to be out there, and then we had the shooting stars that night, and it was absolutely freezing cold. But typically, we don't do that when we're sitting at at home in our companies. And it was amazing. It was just amazing, and brought us all together on a on a loving level but on a really business-like 
experience also because we're taking this and going forward to the world. And I thank you so much for providing that for for business folks like myself. Uh, you can have a small company. You can have maybe just a startup. I have some friends that really are just starting their businesses. And then we have people that have million-dollar businesses. So it was an opportunity for all of us to get together and have just a slice of humanitarian work uh, over a week. But it just ignited some great thoughts and inspiration and friendships. And that was amazing to me. So and it brought us together. And we had some defining moments together at before and after and during. And, and I look forward to, to what we're all going to do together going forward. And um, Me too. Leah, absolutely. So Sprite, we've got about a minute to go. Can you just tell people how to get a hold of you? Because we want to continue these conversations throughout the weeks and months coming, up, coming mm-hmm. forward. So maybe on Facebook or your websites. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, they can reach me at Legacy Life productions.com they can reach me through Facebook Sprite Laureano I'm the only one uh, with that name on Facebook S-P-R-Y-T-E and uh, they can also reach me through um, uh, the water bearers I really encourage everyone to make a difference right now today you can make a difference for um, the people in the Caribbean with clean water $50 I mean that's it 50 bucks uh, get you know, 100 people access to clean water for 10 years. Um, they really need the support down there in the Caribbean right now, but we're also serving in Nepal and Sierra Leone and uh, Ecuador and many other places. So Thank you. Thank you so much. And everybody, we're going to run out of time. Briefly, this has been an extraordinary day. Uh, check me out at thewomanbehindthesmile.com and on Facebook also. And Sprite, thank you a million times over for a wonderful night. Uh, night. It's a day, wonderful day and experience talking with you. And, and I hope to do this again. Much love. Thank you, Debbie. Thanks, hon. Thank you for listening to Defining Moments. Be sure to join Debbie Montgomery Johnson for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Find your power this week.